0: Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football
1: game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha from Reno, and welcome to the
0: latest Rainbow Wrap Up. That's right. I am in the biggest little city in the world, and I'm about to wait for some of my friends to get here so we can start the party, right? Because we're going to be partying all week, let's tell ourselves that right now, here in Reno, Nevada. What's up, Sean Ivan?
1: What's up, Wayne? What are, what are we on, 95? 95. 95. 95 nice. Yeah. 95 games
0: and a lot of this guy's been a lot of them too, and that's our friend Ryan. What's up, Ryan?
2: (laughs) Hey, Wayne, how's it going? Ready to hop on a plane and meet you in about twelve hours.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you soon here, Reno, Nevada. Kind of on the small side, kind of on the cold side. Kind of on a little grungy side, but, um, you know, definitely time for adventure here at Hawaii Sports Fans. We got a great group here. We're going to be going to Tahoe tomorrow, doing some distilleries, breweries. We're going to go to Incline Village in Lake Tahoe, check out the lake, see the beach, even Tahoe beaches they have. I don't know if we're going to swim, but, you know, we're going to just discover this place up here in Northern Nevada, then get ready for Saturday because we got a big game. We got the tailgate. And we're gonna top it all off on Saturday with Reno's number one steak and seafood buffet. And for someone that's allergic allergic to crab like eat, myself, eat. I mean, I guess I, I guess I, I, I'm more excited for the macarons that I've been seeing on the photos of. So that's what we got here to look forward to, Ryan. When you get here, we're trying to keep the mood high. Obviously, this past <laughs> week, San Jose State homecoming um a little bit of a, a downer we'll we'll just put it that way um we're going to get into that of course sean will bring his report card um we're also going to talk about this re- this match against reno a team that's on a two-game winning streak as well which is you know not going to be easy for sure uh but, but before we get into that ryan is going to update us with the latest charities um that he donated to in maui
2: and um San Jose. yeah i mean real quick, Ryan. i'm going to say and I'm actually on a super high because my Rangers won the World Series. But it oh, also right. means that I get to enjoy your tour tomorrow instead of sitting in front of a TV watching the game. So because they closed it out early, I don't have to worry about the yeah. game tomorrow. So we're going to enjoy everything on your tour. Yes. Um, congrats. Congrats, Ryan. I mean, it must feel <laughs>
0: good to win the World Series. How does, First it, feel? Ever. How does it feel to see the last yeah, out?
2: It was it was kind of shocking and stunned you know i mean i literally just sat there and enjoyed it and you know my first world series game was the first one we won against Bochy's giants in 2010 i was at that game Yeah, you know we lost that series we only won one game that series so yeah yeah, i mean coming in from you know that long and you know you can talk into your blue in the mouth about uh st louis and their 2011 and and now we can finally move past that um but, full yeah, it's just, it was a long time coming. Full circle yep. moment,
0: I guess. Bruce Even coach, full circle,
2: comes. by the way. Nelson Cruz retired today. Wow. Is like, the biggest full circle of, of Rangers wow. World Series. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was surprising news this morning. But, you know, he had a fairly solid career. So, um, yeah. But, anyways, moving on to our donations this week. So, uh, yes, obviously we played San Jose State last weekend. Um, so, I picked uh, Community Seva. Um, they've actually – they just hit their 10-year mark. Um, but they provide services for, um, houseless, uh, people and whether it's food or items that they might need. Um, but yeah, congrats to them on hitting a uh, 10 years. They actually just raised like another 400,000 in a banquet, um, about a few weeks ago. So really cool just to see wow. something that, you know, kept going through San Jose. I know, you know, a lot of areas, especially California too, just struggle with, you know, high cost of living, just like we, you know, understand in Hawaii, um, but yeah, so got our donation for there, and I did it on behalf of Hawaii sports fans. Uh, I was able to put a company name on it, which was nice. Um, and then for Maui, of course, you know we're not forgetting them. Uh, so Kako'o Maui is—it's uh, a group. It's actually um, four people who uh, struggled with the fires in Lahaina, but that group is actually. Um, from the Council of Native Hawaiian Advancement that's based oh. in Maui. So they're the ones handling that. You know, I mean, there's obviously, you know, we know these large groups, Maui Strong, all you know, Hawaii Community Foundation, all those big ones. But we're trying to keep stuff local where, hey, this money can be used immediately um, for people who need it right now. So, but yeah, nice. those are two for the week. Mahalo, Ryan. Mahalo. I'm not going to lie. So,
0: you know, everybody knows that if you've been listening to the show, I'm an Angels fan. And um, the Rangers have been a nemesis for for years but even i might have uh shed a little tear seeing them win because i just love seeing teams win a championships it's better when my own team wins but um I'm, i know you must be very happy so very very cool um definitely a long ways from the josh hamilton you know ian kinsler days and mm-hmm. um it's kind of cool to see that because you know we're, yeah. we're fans of sports the hoy sports fans i'm a fan i'm personally i'm a fan of of just good storylines and and seeing um teams win um and and great storylines, I guess you know. Of course, UH football is the one that we want to see the win the most because those emotions can tug at you. And I know, I know, Sean uh, and, and I and Ryan, I, all three of us can speak for us all. We've been on a, a roller coaster this season. I mean, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna front. It's been it's tough. I mean, it's we're getting to a point in the season where it's it's tough because I mean we want to win. I mean we're two and seven right now and. Um, it's not getting any easier. So uh, with that being said, Q, because this time for Sean's report card. All
1: right. Here's my report card for San Jose State. Offense, F. Had, what, 184 yards passing and 50 yards rushing. So defense, D. Special teams, D. Coaching, F. Ultimate warrior. I guess you could say McBride, but... We picked Brandy Pang Brookman, you <laughs> yeah. know, alumni band player, the piccolo player. Um, she she owned it out there on the field. So I thought she was the best person out there. So <laughs> Here's projected the win to- she yeah. projected win total for the year. I've got two. So I, I hope I'm wrong. But at this point, I'm just going to keep it. It's it, it is what it is. So the yeah, assumption is we card. don't
0: win any more games is what you're saying
1: at this point. Not if we keep playing how we have the last two weeks. Yeah. Because there ain't much of nothing. Um, well, I mean, it was only
0: slightly kidding by saying Brandy got more yards, but she probably covered more yardage on the field than any rusher uh, for UH, considering our punter, Matthew Schipley, was the leading our
1: rusher. punter. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's honestly embarrassing.
0: I wanna I'm gonna be honest by saying it's embarrassing. Like that's that's the most embarrassing It's not a
1: cool stat. It's embarrassing. It's, a stat, it's embarrassing, <laughs> it's embarrassing no, if I mean, it's
2: your team. I can only laugh at maybe, maybe if it's like an eighty-four yard run that ends up in a score, we'll give him that. Or but yeah, yeah, that's not Yeah. Say you know. he
0: faked the punt for eighty four yards and it was right. a sports center top ten. But it was a fake punt, which I still loved. I'm glad we ran it. But it was for eight, 17 yards, and that was the leading pressure.
1: One one attempt for 17 yards, and that leads the team. That's where we're at.
2: 17, can't even vote. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And the thing
0: that's really frustrating, I'm just going to bring this out again, is that I thought a running back room has been one of our best. It's just really, really crazy to me Mm -hmm. that, we are worst in the nation in rushing. How are we the worst? Like how are, you have to be really bad to be the worst at at something, and it just shocks me because we have great. We had talent. Um, we just lost one. Obviously, Jordan Johnson went into the portal we talked about last time. But looking at the portal again this week, Jalen Walthall has entered, and he was a great threat this year. He had a touchdown against mm-hmm. Vandy, right? And he um right, he, talented player. He's a talented player, and having him and Jordan is, is kind of unnerving. Of course, we're going to have turnover every year. Everyone should get used to the fact that their team mm-hmm. will have people entering the transfer portal, but these, to me, are foundational players that Timmy was trying to build off of. So, um, of course, Jordan Johnson was recruited by Todd Graham, um, so he wasn't a guy that, that Timmy brought in, per se, but talented, could run, reminded me of, of Day-Day, Uh, Mm -hmm. He ran really strong. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, daddy is another guy we lost during the the first big exodus. So Ryan
2: is, are we looking at another exodus, I guess, is a question. You know, unfortunately it's starting to look like it. Um, you know, I, I think it's tougher because we're two thirds, you know, through the season. Um, but yeah, it's a little, it's not a little, it's very worrisome, uh, especially someone with, you know, who Jordan Johnson, who we met, in, you know, at the New Mexico Bowl, you know, it, was at, yeah. it feels like forever ago, uh, you know, him and his family. And for whatever reason, his carries were going down. I mean, he only had two in the game before he transferred, uh, you know, which is surprising. You know, we talk about the running backs, you know, being so strong as a, as a group, but, you know, we did get some info about, um, you know, Brian Lillet and his injury, Tylan Hines and his injury that he's kind of battling through, We'll see how you know Brian Lilly does this weekend. Um, you know, hopefully he's okay enough. He's not just getting you know limped in. You know, hopefully he's okay to go um, pretty strong because I mean he's been one of my favorites over the years too. I think he runs really hard. He runs down downhill. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, hoping for something, maybe some kind of breakout game that kind of you know makes Nevada's secondary think about you know dropping seven in coverage.
0: Yeah, and that's. And that obviously, I mean, with, without a threat of a run game, I mean, how much easier do we make it for opposing defensive coordinators when, you know, they don't have to really worry about you it? You just
1: That's... drop seven, drop seven mm-hmm. in a coverage. So so what is the game plan,
0: Sean? What do, what do you, if Timmy Chang, I mean, we can kind of shift gears. I, I don't know what else we can say about San Jose besides, I mean, besides the fact that well, was not such disbelief that I went home and watched the game. All over again because I was in that much disbelief. What a
1: masochist!
0: I was very sadomasochist. <laughs> yeah.
1: <at that> <laughs> well, it, it, my only—I sat there in like stunned silence. I—I I usually take pictures and am more involved, and I just kind of—I just sat there and just. The one thing that stood out to me is like, even though Shevin didn't have a good game. Like just his efficiency, especially San Jose State's efficiency on mm-hmm. third down.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: they converted what like nine of ten or something like that at one point. So mm-hmm. yeah, just, and, you and know, on just third, third.
0: and some long some long thirds yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, we mm-hmm. our, our defense put them in position to turn the ball over or to, to have the pun and and they kept converting and and Shevin's just so seasoned and that's the thing that we lost from Shevin was not just. His talent, but his experience. I mean, this is sixth year basically standing on the field and yeah. um, you know, he's an adult now. He like he's not scared and he he's, you know, taking control of this team. I mean, and also shout out to Chevin for leading, you know, being the all time Mountain West leader for touchdowns. Um, you know, touchdowns uh responsible for. So I guess it's just yeah. rushing and passing combined and to be the all-time leader in a conference, it's pretty amazing. That's that's mm-hmm. really amazing, honestly. And yeah. I, I have to, you know, shout him out for that because um, so much, so many of those touchdowns were in a UH uniform. So let's not forget about his legacy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought it was – I did think it was a little strange that he did bring up would people boo me or like – I mean, I don't know why you would say that. But it was, you know, no one's going to boo Shevin. It's not going to happen. And no one did um not and i didn't hear anything as well there might have been some boost towards the coaching staff honestly coming back into the um you know we stand we're right by the the tunnel you know our section 151 um but Mm -hmm. it it just seems like the body language has changed and that's what's scary because when the wheels come off on something it's it's like a slippery slope it's you can't reverse track you have to just go with it and we're four games in, and I don't know. You know, one thing that I will say, and let's switch gears to Nevada as well, is that the Wyoming game two years ago, Todd Graham's last game, I mean, we all knew that um, the season's over. Some people will be leaving. It's not going to be great. And what do we do? We we show up, and we, we win the game. The <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we beat the Cowboys oh, in yeah. their own stadium. So with that being you know, said, I, I really feel like, at least with Nevada, they're not gonna out talent us like so much. Like we're not stepping on the, the field with a team that's like Goliath or something. We're stepping on it on the field with a team that's basically our level, that has been playing better um than we have, clearly. They're on a two-game streak. Um, but I feel like there is chance. I'm not gonna say there's no chance, but it just seems that we need to find a way to just keep drives going. And I, you know, one guy that I, I saw yes, yesterday at the game, and I'll just bring this up as my, what I'd like to see. After the game, he was signing autographs and talking to the kids on Saturday was Jalen, um, our Morris, our backup quarterback who runs, you know, our option and stuff. And Chevin <laughs> ran the option in that game, if people noticed, Kevin mm-hmm. ran the option out of mm-hmm. a shotgun. Yeah. He was running the option. So... <laughs> When I say run the option, I mean run the option as an option. Like, it's not, obviously, that's not their offense, San Jose, but just to throw in a mix, just to keep teams, um, you know, uh, honest, it's it, it just something that I would like to see this week. Um, but I don't know, Sean, I, I know you don't want to do a third week of having to basically give out Fs, but what do you think? Yeah. Can be the so, one thing because I know you have your show me and you had nothing this week. You just wanted them to show up.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm what I'm looking for is signs of life. I want a good series, a textbook tackle, a three and out, just something, something that we can like build on. I'm not asking for a win. I'm not asking. I, last week I asked for ten points and they couldn't even do that. So I'm like. <laughs> I and I don't want to ask for three because it's just it's beyond pathetic at this point. So just show me yeah, something. Signs of life. That's what I want.
2: So so far, do you want to know what the craziest thing that I just saw now? Uh Hawaii's favorite for this game. What? No. Vegas has us favored at three and a half. No, the I thought the line was four. Yeah, I thought it was five two
0: and a half Nevada, but maybe, maybe it changed. I don't know. Did it
2: move us over? Oh, my bad. Sorry, I just sorry, I read it wrong. We're three and a half okay. down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, No, so wrong.
0: yeah, people are putting money. I read, on that.
2: I yeah. read favorable matchup, and then below it to three and a half, and then yeah, my mind went okay. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so our overs, yeah, fifty and a half, and then it's okay. Nevada by three and a half. <laughs> What's the, the over? What's 50 the and a point half. total? Fifty and a
1: half. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So
0: Nevada wins 25 or 26-24 is, uh, is what they think, 27-24. Okay. Are we going to
2: put up 24 points? I don't know. I that's what I'm saying. I don't think
0: we could put up 24 <laughs> points. If the over-under is 50 yeah. and the spread is, yeah. is 3.5, I don't see the, the margin being that close. I What's mean, the weather like? How cold is it? Well, right now, and about late at night, it's fit in the 50s, mid 50s, but okay. during the day, it's supposed to be high
2: 60s for the yeah, game, it be I think. 60s. It's not yeah. going to be cold. It's not going to be okay. cold. Yeah. I mean, light jacket, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's another one of those that's like, okay, 10 a.m. Hawaii time for kickoff. You know, I mean, but we start slow at 6 p.m. in Hawaii time. So at this point, you know, maybe it's something good to play this day game. I don't know. You know, we practice early in the mornings. Um, you know, the team traveled yesterday, right? I think yeah. They flew out, yes. so they yes. should be up a couple of days of having a three-hour time difference. Shout mm-hmm. out to those who are listening. The daylight savings is on a Sunday, so yeah. waiting before our flights. That's a
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy we get one extra hour of sleep. If we get an, an extra
2: hour weekend. to sleep, yeah. You know, if you're if you end up at the airport an hour early, so yeah. Like- <laughs> See, that's on you. That's on you. <laughs> um yes daylight saving
0: time i'll be um going to vancouver canada a canada on sunday to watch lafc the playoff round against vancouver fc yeah, hopefully make it to the next finals mm-hmm. yeah so i'm going from reno to vancouver canada on sunday um but that'll be fun um but Outside another thing about uh, yeah <laughs> that's what i'm talking about um <laughs> I, and and the thing about you know when you're if you're coming out here shout out to all you people listening out there all you people you people <laughs> our <laughs> friends you friends of ours He's
1: calling we're you we're the people.
0: people I'm the people <laughs> we're the people um, but okay. no our we are just so thankful for everyone that does listen I'm, I mean I, and all three of us have had people um, have had fans had have friends and people that we've never met before come up and and tell us how much they enjoy the show so mahalo for that. Hopefully that keeps us going. I mean, it's tough. It's it's hard to to talk about a team that loses a lot. It's not very easy at all. And um, you know, I mean, if we this was a show about like the Texas Rangers or the Kansas City Chiefs or like something, we could talk all day, all night. I mean, about all how much we you know enjoy all the different highs of the season. But when you are talking about a team that's near the bottom of FBS, I mean, it's it's rough, but yeah deep down we are passionate about this team because it represents us this team represents us it's not like something we chose like this team literally chose us like we were born into this (laughs) so it's not like us choosing you know our favorite pro teams or something so that's the difference and that's the you know the passion behind this it's not about we're not media covering the team we're fans covering the team and we're fans sharing our opinions and everything so i mean i think that's something that people you know is a positive for our show first of all because we not really constrained by what we say. Um, but at the same time, I think we've always been pretty level-headed. I mean, there's four games left, and we're going to be yeah. not favored in any of the four. I mean, and that's where we have to go from there, right? I mean, we're, we lose four games from here, and it doesn't get any better. How does Coach Chang survive even the offseason? I, 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 I think he still does, in my opinion, yeah. but how does he... I don't know. I mean, I I hope he can hold on to the Bishop Gorman kid for one thing, the quarterback, um, Fajardo. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. tough. Like I said, Coach Coach Chang has been put in a tough position too. Obviously, with our stadium situation, and um, I don't know. So, I
2: mean, what do you think, Ryan? You know, it's I I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a make or break game for Chang, but you know, going three and you know ten, three and nine, a couple you know, two seasons in a row is definitely cause for concern. But then again, like we talked about, you know, if someone decided to make a decision, not that Angelus would in his right mind at this point, but who would you have to replace him anyway? You know, it's not like you've got people waiting in the wings. It's not like you have money to just dish out, you know, granted. I i think that, you know, having our coordinators, their salaries might be a little inflated compared to, you know, what you have for the rest of the staff, you know, in comparison to Timmy Chang, but like, yeah, this is definitely cause for concern. Just because this is our, you know, "quote unquote" only winnable game. I mean, maybe Colorado State at home on Senior Night, but you know, you're looking at a very talented, you know, Wyoming team who took an even better Air Force team to, you know, last possession. Um, you know, one Wait, thing I was crazy. I didn't is, realize
0: that was that they New Mexico did that. Th- okay, well-
2: no, no, Wyoming and Air Force, like oh, yeah, Wyoming. You know Air they Force had a yeah, yeah. they they had a nice little battle um, going on that I got to watch some of. Um, I don't know if you guys saw AJ Bianco's been taking some decent reps for Nevada. He's played in five games this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know that's that's kind of a hey, we're kind of looking at a what if um, yeah. or what could have been. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if he gets in or you know at what point because it looks like some of it wasn't necessarily just mop up time. You know, some of these he had, yeah, 14 attempts, which is a you know, wow. solid few drives. Um, but, yeah, it, there's a lot that I'm seeing that's like, okay, you know, what do we do? Uh, did want to do a quick shout out to uh, Rob DeMello just because, you know, he was giving us a nice little, you know, I was talking to him on Instagram. He was just saying hi and, you know to us and everything like that. He did kind of not the Michael Jordan flu game, but he did his, you know, the flu podcast. He was (laughs) feeling sick and he was trying to not throw up. And, you know, he did a great job of surviving that whole hour um, of not getting sick on their podcast. But yeah, um, you know, shout to him. He said, he's feeling better. He's good to go. So, uh, but you know, yeah, people like him in the media, I think that, you know, they, they have it a lot worse because there's a lot more pressure on them to, you know, say certain things or, you know, to be in a certain way. And I think, we have a benefit of us three being, you know, more fans that, you know, we, we're, we have less of a leash. We'll, we'll call it that for what we were, what we say. And, you know, I, I think that for us, none of it's ever been personal on anyone. It's always been about performance. And, you know, what we talk about is, yeah, you know, it, it's a mess with the administration. It's a mess with our legislation. Um, and it just, it trickles down from everything. I mean,
0: for sure. And I, I think, when people though are not aware, because media is imbalanced, let's just put it that way. Because it's not, it's not like they are, um, like you said. There is a leash, and that's really one leash from one guy within the school that gives credentials, <laughs> and everybody knows this. Everyone knows <laughs> it. It's not a, it's not a secret. Um, and mm-hmm. the, and 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 every media person makes reference to this guy as well. But you have to kiss appe- the ring. Kiss, kiss the ring. I mean um but you know i think what is really to me what is going to be the biggest challenge is um not just keeping the narrative positive because those people took a lot of they have experience in spin that's what media does they can do anything but you know trying to um save the program in a way that is like not pulling the fire alarm but try like you know like you, we're never going to get to that point where yes people are panicking Right? like the white coach that was the coach Chang isn't panicking. Of course, he's not gonna panic. Like he doesn't really, he's not forced to panic, and not nor is he forced to reveal his hand that he's panicking. But that's how fans are too. That's how me, that's that's how we've all been conditioned is not to panic, not to just to believe everything's gonna eventually get okay. And to be honest, even during the chow era, I saw, I, I saw, I I believe the narrative that. Okay, it's not good right now, but someone can come in and fix this. And like Ryan said, I mean, we're not in that same place anymore. We're in a worse place off. And I think just to make this clear, when people talk about Chow versus Chang, I I think Coach Chow, it was easier for me to endure that era, even though we were just about as bad, just because I didn't think we were far away. Like I didn't. It seemed like Coach Chow probably wasn't going to be the answer. We need to get right, but it. We never got blown out, really, when we were with him. We always kept the game relatively short. Not to say we didn't, you know. It, I mean, there were games like when we are down. Game, game one of your streak, though. Yeah, game one of my <laughs> was forty-eight to seven. I mean, the last game on That was it. Yeah. The first game of my streak was his last game, but fifty-eight yeah. to seven against Air Force at home, which was that game. That is a cause for concern. Um, but we do play Air Force again this year at home, and it could mm-hmm. be fifty-eight to seven again. So. That's what I'm saying is, like, at least with Coach Chow, we were able to, like, stop the bleeding and bring in Rolo and change it all. But, um, like you said, I mean, I really think the only option would still be June Jones. I don't, I don't know who else. I mean, he's the only guy that would do it for cheap. He's the only guy that could he demand the respect. offered
1: coach for free. Yeah, NUH I, didn't take him up on it. Hmm. So, no. I mean, I think they're dug in on that stance. There's no way they're going to go back to June I mean, he's the only out, option. Out, he's the
0: only option. He's the only option. There's no other option. There's literally no, no. Um, him or Dion Sanders. Like, that's your option. <laughs> and Dion Sanders ain't coming. So Well, Dion was at the yeah. game, and
1: he wasn't impressed with anything. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: no, Deion, I guess, was I gotta to <laughs> our... Deion was just talking to Jalen Walthall. Now that yeah. now we figured
2: it out. Right. Okay. I, I uh, got so a about, piece you know, of Dion's mic. If, if anyone wants to buy it, I got a piece of Dion's mic. We'll put it on eBay yeah okay.
1: <laughs> but with so that, saying, you know that's here's, here's a here's the thing like last year we saw a we saw the team be horrible at the beginning and as we got into mountain west play we made progress we transitioned to the run and shoot and we scored more points whereas this year as the season has progressed we've gotten worse and i i think that's very concerning especially for a coach in his second year and, and it's just, I think about this all the time. It's like, I don't see how this gets better because, yeah. I mean, I mean, if Timmy doesn't even have the authority or autonomy to pick his own staff, like what, what are we doing? And if June is an option, if Rich can't be on staff, like, where does that leave us? We don't have a lot of money to get um, assistance. So, I mean, where to, and, and Timmy being a young coach, he doesn't have the contacts that like June or a more veteran coach like Todd Graham has. So, yeah. so it, I mean, it's thing. just, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see a way out of this.
0: Yeah. But when you hear the Chow versus Chang comparison, Ryan, what, I mean, is it fair? Is it fair to either one of them? Is it fair to Timmy? Cause when I look at Timmy's situation, like he came into a much much more difficult situation than Norm Chow. Like Norm Chow yeah. definitely had more in the cupboard than Timmy did. Um, but yeah, like and, on saying, though, there's a regression.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I, I I think the three of us kind of agree that, like, Timmy had really just had no idea what he was truly getting in, himself into. You know, he saw it as like, hey, I'm coming home. It's a head coach opportunity. My alma mater, you know, that, that's Let's like go. the perfect dream scenario for him, right? <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think what's also tough is that, you know, you don't have time to say, hey, I, I get my four years of recruiting. You know, obviously, was, you know, you inherited this team. You had some you know leftovers from Todd Graham. But, you know, NLI started up in the past, you know, four or five years. Right. So you're seeing all these going on. And, you know, for him, he just it's, it's he's in a really, really tough position. And, you know, we do give him credit for trying to do a lot of good things. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think obviously we can see, you know, the his players love him, the culture's a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, you know, when we were talking, I think Sean, you know, we were right on the way home and someone was saying, yeah, if you give him four or five years, but we don't have that. We don't have that luxury. And, you know, there is something where I think we have this conversation too. You know, you can give some guys credit when they're 15 and 16 in high school for making some mistakes and learning and that you know, process because they are trying to you know, I think that like, we were listening to 1420 and that caller was like, you know, Timmy's growing them into men, which he is. Right. These are oh, college students. Right. But at the same time, they also are legal adults. And, you know, you have to hold them to a higher standard versus your 14, 15, 16 year old in high school. And, yeah. you know, I think it's part Hawaii culture that says, oh, you know, the the, the minimum is is good enough.
1: Everyone gets a trophy. Us, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. And, you know, there there is to a certain degree and to a certain age that's, you know, perfectly said, but we need to be expecting more. And I think that, you know, that comes down from fans. That means we need to be pushing our administration more um, because a lot of them seem to be content on just saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm administration, I'm good to go. I have, you know, whatever salary for the rest of my life.
0: And that's the harder part, too, because I don't, I really personally don't, feel like um, any legislature really, any legislator wants to close the program. Like they don't really want to end the program. They don't want to nurture it, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's the harder thing is just to say, why do we just have a program when we don't, when we're not trying to build it? And, and that's where we are right now. And that's what scares me. We leave the mountain West and we're just, you know, in an FBS, whatever, in some weird mm-hmm. um, outer space um, I could still see our legislators saying like, yeah, we'll just go independent. Like, it's fine. Like, whatever. We'll just keep the status quo. Cause Hawaii, like you said, that is Hawaii culture status quo. It's like not trying to improve anything just to keep it going. So that'll just be more and more frustrating to see the program die a slow death because I mean, we need to have a conference and we need to have a core of fans as well and build on that core because I mean, to be honest, San State game probably had more or the same amount as the game prior to it. I mean, it's just like our core is the same. You know, our core at UH is, is still pretty solid of 7,000 or so of us that are, show up to the yeah. games. But, I mean, once it starts getting to that core, is like what we talked about last week when, um, you know, uh, on, on Rob DeMello's show, on, on KHON's podcast when they brought up how the super fans will start to, um, you know, to go away as well. And I don't think it's. I mean, obviously, when we talk or when we talk with Shane or anybody else, you know, we are all frustrated, but none of us are like ready to jump ship ever. Because, like we said, this is our team. But we do want to see. I mean, but like you as need a, to see might,
1: improvement. Yes, mm-hmm. you want to see. We you need to see the effort on the field. You need to see. You know, you at least need to have hope. And I think that's yeah. what's tough about this season is at this point of the season, it's kind of devoid of hope. So that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, I'm struggling
2: with. I know a lot of people are are struggling with. So.
1: It's, yeah. It's, I mean, even tough. me,
2: you know, it's, it's, I mean, I've had my, we'll call it, we'll, we'll call it staff issues at TC Ching. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just considering it's like, okay, do you know, maybe I drop my season tickets from four to two next year. You know, I mean, I will say that a lot of my, you know, even my away games, my home games, a lot of this is, you know, because of obviously our our group of friends and of course Wayne's streak that's going, but, you know, I don't, I wouldn't normally be going to Reno for a game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, it was cool to, you know, go see Vandy and Oregon this year, but, you know, that wouldn't have been on my list. Um, obviously it's because of, you know, you Wayne, but just some of those <laughs> things are like, okay, you know, like they talked about on the um, uh, Hawaii football final, like, yeah, maybe on Saturday we'll go to the beach. And maybe we watched the, we put the game on 1420 or a tablet and, you know, we're not in the stands and we're, you're watching it at home instead of going to the games. And, and, you know, it's kind of sad too. Um, you know, cause all of us grew up with going to every game at Aloha stadium, you know, it was being with friends and family and, and that's what you did on Saturdays.
1: But the second UH is good. Everyone rushes the stands and tell you how hardcore they are. That's <laughs> I mean, I I almost don't mind that happening again
0: because I don't (laughs) know if we'll ever get really good again. I mean, the best chance we have at improving is to get a coach because even with his current crop of players that Timmy wants to improve upon, I mean, it won't won't be enough to to crack even the midway of the Mountain West. Like he's going to need to keep he's going to have to recruit some more studs. and that are ready to play right away and that's the thing like we need guys to play right away like next year is mm-hmm. if timmy's able to survive the offseason which i think he will um yeah <clears throat> i don't know i mean we never had Angelus before Angelus could you know be one of those guys that wants to make decisions on his own but i also Flex. could see Angelus bringing in some <laughs> random that we've never heard of either just because yeah. you know, it's Angeles. so i mean could be worse i mean we're i'm happy that we have a guy there that is local boy that can understand the fans and 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 the program but unfortunately like his success is you know something that will be monitored even or or failure is something that's under a microscope because of his lack of experience of the fact that he's local and all these things that are working against him so That's what that's the hardest to grasp because I don't think I definitely don't think even he thought it was going to be this tough. I think he really thought that there was going to be, I mean, improvement right off the bat, or at least, you know, more wins. Because, yeah, two more wins. We need two more to beat last year's total. We need one more to equal last year's total. And it doesn't look like, you know, that's going to happen. And when you look at uh, historically, Yes, in, in the second year of every coach, there's been a slight Everyone regret. is terrible. Yeah, everyone is except, terrible in your Except too. Todd Graham. Except Todd Graham. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> except Todd Graham. This is going to be the greatest irony is that Todd Graham went to two bowl games in his two seasons. Mm-hmm. And we fired him. <laughs> and I'm not saying... We didn't fire him. He quit. I mean, he didn't quit on his own. He he was pushed out, but he wasn't yeah. all his fault either. I mean, he wasn't wait None of us on this show asked him to come to Hawaii. It was one person that decided he was Mm going to hire him, who was able to now escape scot-free, take his golden parachute in retirement, and call it a career. And that's that's the sad part. And we're seeing that now with the president at the school. He's on his way out too um, Mm -hmm. at UH, and I don't see any effort for him to build it at the stadium even more either. I, I, that's why they're just these people are 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 just you know collecting their government paychecks and they're not they're not bad at all and they get good you know retirements so at the end of the day those they, housing
1: be- automobile <laughs> allowances and yep. cars and yeah it's not nice game that's what I mean that's why it's so. like
0: local people that's why some local people just need to wake up like if you think that this is just these people are are you know like Especially someone like Craig Angelos that none of us have heard about. And this isn't against him. We just don't know who he is. And he's not a prominent figure in the sports world. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's not Uh-oh. us saying that about Craig Angelos. Craig Angelos is, for all intents and purposes, a nobody in the world of athletic administration, period. Yeah. Ben Jay was a somebody. Yeah. And ben Jay wasn't a perfect AD, but Ben Jay was a somebody in the world of the NCAA. Craig Angelos is an unknown. And he can at me at this or call me because it's the truth. I know <laughs> it's the truth. As someone that's worked in the NCAA headquarters in Indianapolis for four years, I know mm-hmm. who the, the names are in the NCAA and no one knows who Craig Angelos is. And that's that's another big problem when it comes to trying to grow this program. And that's what I mean. So we need excitement. If we want to change this, I mean, June Jones is going to be the only option. And he's just getting older and slower, you know, in his in his, in his his days. Not to, not to say he's like an old man that's on front, like, mm-hmm. at the end of his life. But I'm saying, yeah, like, stop he's, losing, he's <laughs> losing energy, you know. It's like my mm-hmm. my Uncle Cowley, shout out to the greatest yeah. coach in Hawaii football history, high school football. You know, he, he's he got to reach a point, too, where himself, he gets tired. Like, every time, I'm like, dang, Uncle, you're going to go back again and do a whole nother season. <laughs> um, but, you know, when people love it, they love it. Uh, but you also need to be honest like june jones isn't the same guy he was 25 years ago but i think he's the only guy in hawaii that people will turn their heads for like we'll make a splash because timmy wasn't a uh, a major splash and craig angelos was not even a ripple like craig angelos was not and we needed a splash we needed Mm -hmm. uh, a freaking 700 pound sumo wrestler jumping off of a platform at the olympics kind of splash and we got like nothing we got (laughs) <laughs> something doing a perfect
1: so, diet, and 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 you get what you pay for and this is UH getting mm-hmm. exactly what they deserve so yeah and but it I sucks mean, for they, us but we but yeah the fans are never
0: kept in mind we're never we were never kept in mind we're never I mean they couldn't even have the decency UH to list the name of the finalists they couldn't even have the decency to do that, which so I think that lack of transparency is mm-hmm. yeah. BS, honestly, as a taxpayer, even if I wasn't a fan of UH. As a taxpayer, the fact that you're gonna go do this national search that you're hiring a private mm-hmm. firm to do, and then using uh, you know, a few coaches that you know are buddy buddy with a certain other person on a committee to decide a coach, a new a new AD, and you come up with one name and you present one name
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the Board of Regents for like a yes, no vote, and then you give us that name and then we're supposed to accept it and just say it's great. Like, no, like no. And that's another reason why we do this podcast because I need to, we all need to remember our where we were at this point in November of 2023 and our feelings because the truth is, and it's always been the same, um, you know, is that we...
1: Not even <laughs> well th- th- i think that's the thing too is like i i think we we're it was kind of on the lower end the win totals and we're not even you know it uh, four or five wins seems like a- an impossible task at this point of the year mm-hmm. and and that and that's hard because i <laughs> that's hard <laughs> yeah
2: Wrong. And, and you know it'd be different like if we're losing games by one or two scores. You know, and it's competitive throughout and maybe, you know, we're not doing so great in the fourth quarter. It's yeah. kind of understandable, you know, like a baseball, these, hey, one run games is a statistic, right? Or, you know, football, one possession games. But, you know, we lost to New Mexico by like 20 points, you know, yeah. UNLV. I couldn't even imagine. What, I mean, that game, I, it was almost real. Like I didn't even know what was going on. We were sitting in the seats in, you know, in Vegas. Yeah. And then sitting there, you know, with you guys at San Jose, we, I mean, it just it blew our minds. We're like, "How is this happening to us?" And I think that's the biggest difference, you know. I, you know, I, I'm almost curious. I mean, you know, Angela's coming in being a new AD this year. I mean, if if the next four games are all thirty point differences and losses, I mean, do you, you know, even consider a change? You bite the bullet. Yeah, yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, eight hundred thousand dollar buyout, right? It's like four hundred thousand a year. Who in the world do you have in the wings? But then who do you go someone? to at that point? Right. If if so, you well, we already know just... who
1: to go
0: to. I mean, you keep asking that question, Sean, but there's really only one person to go to, to be honest. It's June Jones. Like you keep asking okay. the question, but there's only one person. There's only one person. Mm-hmm. There's only one person. And the thing is, Craig Angelos doesn't even know June Jones. That's the bigger no. problem. They've never worked together. They don't know each other. I mm-hmm. guess. They know each other now. They've appeared they've made public appearances together. But that's the only gun. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I we the way that it's coming off right now is like, who are we gonna go to? Let's keep Timmy forever. And that cannot be the attitude either. We need to find we need to make like a bold change if we need to make a change. I'm not saying that Timmy, I think I still think Timmy maybe even deserves. I hate to but use the word deserve, but he kind of does deserve another year just because program was so messed Mm -hmm. up when he came in but with that being said him his own progression as a coach is seems to be slower than i thought it would happen in terms of a head coach because he's going to have to we already know that he's going to come in needing to learn in-game situations that he's never had to worry about and learn Mm timeouts timeouts i mean how many times has he called (laughs) two timeouts in the third quarter and we've Needed them. Half the in season. The mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the yeah. season. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, those are worrisome. But, I mean, Timmy could also make a bold move and try and get and ask for coach, or for Jones, or June Jones to be on his staff as well. I mean, if $300,000 is what the assist the OCs are making, I think June Jones would take $300,000. He would take I mean, free. I, I even think that great <laughs> stuff in our Brian Smith would take. And I'm not asking yeah. for that mm-hmm. either, but. Because yeah. I noticed you said something about that, Ryan, and I actually think they would come back. And Brian Smith or Craig Stutzman, three hundred grand, Stutzman. I think they take that. In my opinion,
2: yeah, because Stutzman's at what Texas State right now, and then I think Brian Smith's at what Miami Ohio or something like that, or Ohio University, yeah. one of those. Yeah. yeah.
0: And honestly, but, if it's not if it's not June Jones, then it's Rollum to me. It's, that's it. Yeah. Rollum
1: wouldn't come back. The way they Rolo. threw him under the bus. Who threw him on the bus with the photographer thing? And he knows, well, that, he knows, he knows if mm-hmm. he wins here. There's like,
0: yeah. explain to people what do you mean that he got thrown on the bus with the photographer thing?
1: The, the the last game, the San Diego State game, when they won the championship, and there was, you know, he pulled somebody back, he pushed somebody or he pulled because of the timeout at the end of the game situation.
0: Yeah, I know. It was Jam Aquino, yes. I yeah. Uh, I'm saying your Chris I know what happened. I'm asking you oh, yeah. tell, like, why the, you
1: UH totally threw him, threw him under the bus. What do you I don't mean? mean? I mean, I, they I said mean, they said, said he, a... they said he shouldn't have done that. They didn't have his back. He was trying to win the game. He's trying to win a champ the mountain the Western Division Championship.
0: Okay, well, first of all, the game was over. <laughs> the game was over. He... Sent Jamal Kino. I'm not taking anybody's sides. I'm telling you the facts. He sent him to the hospital. He, he, he destroyed him. He he didn't just nudge him. He literally sent him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in the moment Rolo wasn't, you know, heated or whatever. I just don't think that's enough. And because that okay, what you're opening is another can of worms, and that has to do with the star advertiser and the school and basically um their own relationships with you know, the media and that was the same time that the star advertiser decided to put in the paper that the news that the bathrooms on the yellow floor on the, on the the bathrooms on the blue and yellow were clogging up or coming up.
1: Mm. Remember that?
0: Right. Mm. Right. Called attention to the bathroom situation saying that they were like failing basically the bathrooms. So that, that's why, um, they were I, I used the bathroom up there it was terrible and that and that's why there was a whole thing with uh and the stadium and them. with it the, came to the, the photographer like your photographer was on the field kind of a thing as well i, don't, I mean i to me this if anything the newspaper might have treated Rolo as uh, made him an enemy and the school if you if you thought maybe the school didn't defend him enough i could yes, see that maybe i, I agree that that's, but that's at the same time saying. like I mean, it wasn't. A, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I mean, to be right now and to be honest, Rolo needs the job. I mean, Rolo, Rollo doesn't need a job. He's going to coach uh, Seattle to be offensive coordinator of the XFL team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that job pays three hundred thousand dollars. Even I, I doubt it. But maybe it does. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a million dollar job. But I doubt it for a small league. So that's why I'm saying, like, not even even he would be in. And we're talking about a coordinator job. We're not even talking about the head job. So if we have the head job, I mean. I mean, Rolo or June would definitely take what what Timmy Chang is getting now. I mean, uh, I don't. I won't say that Rolo would definitely take it, but I think Rolo would be interested in coming back. But yeah, it would have to be. And I, I would prefer still June Jones over that, just because June has enough cachet in Hawaii. That's really the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really the biggest thing. It's the perception. Like if you it's see so Nick Saban program, walking down the
1: street and Tuscaloosa program saving higher.
0: Yes, but at the same time, you need you need someone at the at the mantle that's going to be someone that everyone looks up to. Like people in Hawaii still view Timmy Chang as as a kid, basically. Like they do for a lot of people that are not, you know. But June's a, June's the renegade.
1: Seven. They can't control. Uh, can't <coughs> control him. So I I think he's he's that's a no go for them.
0: Craig Angelo says now the AD. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And the fans don't stay enough. I'm. You guys. I have you ever? that's what, I. I've done. I've been there. I've. I've held my signs at games. I've held my signs at. Finals. Like, where are the fans? I'm saying. Like you're saying, Ryan. Like, it's enough to complain as well. But I'm telling you that, that the facts is there. There aren't. There, you're right. There aren't enough fans willing to stick mm-hmm. their neck out. Even there's there's fans that love to be on Twitter and love to get their pass in the field and feel special. Wow. Good job. That's so great that you get to be on Twitter. And that's why I say social media is so lame. You're listening to this podcast. I'm thankful for it. But Mm -hmm. you can meet – the three of us are even better in in real person, and we'll give you a real (laughs) honest conversation. But um, you're not going to find – This is is pretty damn real, though. No, I'm saying right now, yeah. yeah, but That's why people people like us. That's what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't mean – like, the people – like. It, I, I, I get what I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Sean. I'm just saying, yeah. like, at this point, if, if Ryan is saying, like, this, the fans also need to step up, but we need, like...
1: That's going to have to be the level, because yeah. if Craig there has to be like, There has to be, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a an outpouring of outrage and uh, demand right. for change, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and what that's, happened after June Jones left.
0: That's why, mm-hmm. during the season... Sorry, I'm going to toot my own horn. Only Wayne Coito was the only one holding a sign about Herman Frazier the whole season as a 24-year-old tricking hooligan called out by (laughs) Kalani Simpson on his columns, called out by other people that I was the negative one when I told everyone that Herman Frazier was going to sell us out and that he didn't care about us. And by the end, I'm on the front page of the newspaper. You know why? Because I was right the whole season. And I will say that because very few people would have done what I did. Even today, I don't even think I would do that. I was just young enough and naive (laughs) enough to think that I could come up with change, and it did. It helped, honestly. And that's why he was out that day. But no one, there's no one left. I mean, there's no one left to do that anymore. I'm sorry. like, And people on Twitter who think that they actually make a change, sorry, or not, by tweeting over and over again, like, no one cares. No one's looking, reading that and being like, oh, no, like, I guess the last thing is like, Senator Wakai doesn't want us text. Like, Glenn Wakai is on my phone. I'll text him if I have. And I don't agree with everything he says as well. But if you really want, to go talk to Senator Wakai. Do not tweet at him. Go to the state capitol. Yeah, an he appointment. might block you, though. Make an appointment. He'll meet with his <laughs> constituents. Yeah. It's not a joke, yeah. though. I mean, Sean, you Justin, gotta, because, there's like, an email know, address. We live in yeah. that world, the Twitter world, with yeah. all these people that think that they're making a difference. And they're not. Maybe, and I, I'm, I'm not taking away from a lot of people that buy tickets on Twitter and are, are donating. I get that. Thank you. But your presence is not going to change anything. Like, everybody thought oh. that David Ige was gonna read his Twitter and be like, oh my gosh, all of these people have these feelings about me. Yeah. I will now open up everything during the pandemic so that no one said No, like he doesn't care. David Ige did not care about anybody tweeting at him at David Ige. You know, that's why I'm saying, like, show up at the Capitol with a sign. Show up at Glenn Wakai's office. If you really care, do that. Seriously. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't complain on Twitter because you don't, you're not helping the situation. And that's why I'm saying, like, this. We're at a point that's critical because, yes, legislators, administrators, mostly administrators are terrible at UH. That's really, for years, that's just been a terrible outpouring of, you know, just a lack of, like we said, nourishment, lack of fiduciary responsibility. Um, Those are all part of the job. Things that we've been saying for years. Yeah, and we're just Mm -hmm. taxpayers. We're fans and taxpayers.
1: But you know, it's We're starting so, to get out there like Rich Miano saying it. It's it's more prevalent now. It's getting to that point.
0: But so. Rich has always been there. Rich is kind of yeah, Rich has always been the guy that, <laughs> you know, that, that's what I'm saying. We need more than Rich Miano. That's not mm-hmm. we need other people in the community to stand up and say something. We need people with clout. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys don't want to say anything. They want to be on the field shaking hands, looking cool. That's Hawaii. It's a joke. And that's I mean, even more. Every year you see even more yeah, people that was, fake, fake media that was, outlets getting credentialed so that they could be on the field and feel special. I mean, that's not helping the program. They're just trying to do whatever you want to do.
1: That was rough to have all those alumni back and to put up that mm-hmm. kind of performance.
2: Yeah. That was, and, and you know what also is really frustrating, too? And, you know, I'll preface this by saying, you know, I know that if people in our administration are AD, they have... Certain, we'll call them guests of honor around them, VIPs, whatever you want to call them. But the fact that I'm looking at them, we're struggling this game, second half, and, and these guys a good have like time. these giant smiles on their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. It, they're rather cool
0: it's, and beyond the field and trying yeah. to make a difference. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly, then exit you know. stage left
1: in the third quarter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They
0: made their appearance and so now they're cool and mm-hmm. everybody saw them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where we're at now. So, I mean, I mean, like we said, we could go on and on all day about this. We don't want to take all of your time just um, complaining. But the, the fact is, there's got to be more work. Is this here. rock bottom?
1: or, or are we We're getting deeper? close.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If we lose all four games, we're going to have an entire offseason to contemplate. Of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're game, We're week to week. So we can still have a glimmer a very, mm-hmm. very... Very faint glimmer of hope that we can win a game at least, at the very least. But once Colorado State's game is over, once senior night is pow, all we're Mm going to do is remember the fact that we only won hopefully more than two games, but it very likely will be only two games. And we're going to be like, what do we do from here? Because there was no buzz this past season. Remember, that's all we talked about. Where's the buzz? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Where's the buzz? Zero buzz. So what kind of buzz are we going to get? Where's our stadium? 2 and 11 (laughs) And more guys leave. Because more guys are going to leave. Before we even bring in recruits, more people are going to transfer out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not giving them a lot of reasons to stay. mm -hmm. Not giving them. But this is a show for fans who have irrational love for this team. And that's why we can still be that critical and still go to all the games. I literally watched the worst. I mean, we were all there for the first home shutout at home in 25 years. And then, because I couldn't believe that that happened, I had to go home and watch it all over again. And I was like, "God, that was really bad." Like, I, I, because I was like you, I was like in a haze at a certain point. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? I'm just gonna check out. And and you can't do that forever. I mean, we're living in crazy. That's what crazy people do. And that and it's it, what's what's really serious is that you see everyone, all the people that are big UH fans. If you see them on social media, or every, or like everyone's depressed. Yeah. Like no one's hopeful, and that's the hardest part. And we need to make some people hopeful. I mean, you're right. There aren't that many options, Sean. I think – and I I still think June Jones would be scraping the barrel, in my opinion. That would yeah. still would be. It's like yeah. San Diego State brought Brady Hoke back three, four times, uh-huh. Um, you know, after he went to Michigan, after he, you know, did his thing. So I, yeah. it's not unusual, though. That's what I'm saying. It's not unusual. It's not – in my opinion, it's You each can't
2: get over it, though. Yeah, they yeah. can't, So. Well, see well and you that, you know at the same time too, right? That without a sizable investment in multiple departments, June Jones isn't going to be, you know, either, right? I mean, there's got to be an investment from our our state and and our administration that you know you got to figure out some budgets because yeah, you know, you can get June Jones, but if you don't have a state in a plan, yeah. if you don't have you know equipment that we you know we can we have like two uniforms from Adidas. Mm-hmm. All these little things, you know, how do you recruit with that? I mean, well, I'm hey, June, women's June volleyball himself, had this though, cool retro unit this week.
0: But what you're saying is stuff that June himself had to take on when he was coach. Uniforms, facilities. He was the one. Transfers.
2: He was <laughs>
0: the one leading the conversations. He wasn't waiting for the administrators. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the fact that he decided to unilaterally change the freaking logo, basically, or oh, do okay. his own thing. But like I said, even a guy who, A, would be an improvement on at least the offensive side because he knows to run and shoot better, let's be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. that would be a place right there. Like you were saying, we're looking for improvement on the field. If Sean is saying we're looking for improvement on the field, June Jones, I think, I'm, I'm pretty confident saying we would see improvement on the field from him right off, right 100%. Away. 100%. I mean, that that's not something I'm even worried about saying that. I mean, right. I, I'm shocked that, like, maybe Brady Hoke isn't even better than he was. How did he not find a quarterback for San Diego State? but still yeah. San Diego state is still above us <laughs> so i still don't you know and this is the worst San Diego state's been ever and they have a brand new stadium and still there's more optimism on that side because of all those other extra things uh, but yeah there's another speaking of optimism wow this show is just was brimming with optimism i'm <laughs> hollow <laughs> well, for listening we're still here no. yeah we're still here mm-hmm. We'll be there next week too mm-hmm. in Air Force. Mm-hmm. We'll be there the two weeks after Colorado State. We'll be there in Aloha Tire to send mm-hmm. off our seniors. And that's what fans mm-hmm. do. Never forget that. You can listen to everything we say and we're mostly right. I'm gonna be able to go check the receipts. Okay. And the fact is that mm-hmm. it doesn't always sound positive. It's just it's what truth is. The opposite of of truth. The opposite of, of being nice is the truth, is what we say in acting. Mm-hmm. When um, you know, when when you are expressing a character, you don't just the best sides of them everybody is everybody is is you know every everybody is a totally three-dimensional uh person this is a three-dimensional team timmy chang has a lot of positives and he has faults and so does you know everybody else so we're not um we're not pinning anything on anybody but we're saying our system systemically we're messed up we're sick Mm or it's we're ill at UH, like that change, <laughs> and these symptoms hey, have been know. happening for so long that it's going to grow into a full-blown so. fatality, fatal disease, pretty soon, and that's that's why it sounds scary. That's why it sounds like we're we're almost over the top, but it's not even us anymore. Like it's Rich Miano, it's it's Stephen Tsai. <laughs> Tsai, yeah, Stephen Sai. Yeah, you guys should be really worried when you hear Stephen Tsai saying things like, because he's <laughs> the guy. he's the number one, he is the most. important he is the biggest writer for UH football. And if he is starting to go a little gray, it's not going to be a good thing.
1: It's very awesome.
0: but With that being said, we'll see you. And if you're here in Reno, <laughs> come join us. Come see us. Come say Chang'e. hi. Come hang out. Come say hi. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll be there next week. Right, Sean? I'm sure we'll, we'll be back in the stands um, for you, at least, at T.C. Ching. Uh, when the team gets back regardless. And hopefully you'll be celebrating this crazy win because the show will be a lot different, right, next week if we win today or win on Saturday. So, um, But that's it for this episode. Check us out at hiSportsFans.com. Please uh, leave your emails. Uh, let us, you know, fill your inboxes once every three months because, you know, that guy really needs to get on his mailing uh, with great deals to <laughs> go with us to Japan for a baseball tour. Or maybe for men's volleyball, University of Hawaii, um, the defending national runner-ups, I guess. I wish I could say defending back-to-back-to-back champions, but Mm. we had a good run, and we're going to go back on the road again with UH Men's Volleyball. They played Long Beach in March. We're going to be there for that, and in May, we have the NCAA Men's Volleyball Tour. We'll be running, whether or not UH is on in the tournament, they'll be running it's going to include the amazing dodgers home run seats uh, which i'm super excited to get back to and um a special experience in angel stadium and of course all the many 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 amazing foodie adventures that we go to in southern california uh, but Eesh. for sean and the sheesh man himself <laughs> is this is wayne quite we'll see you folks next week aloha so what's so
3: different about hawaii sports fans Hey guys, this is Wayne Kwaito, and that's a question I get asked a lot, and it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too, but the difference here is an extra layer of detail, an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only 2 to 4 even, It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're going to give you that experience. We're going to give you a foodie adventure. We're going to make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always going to be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I can just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. but We're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at HISportsfans.com.
0: Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by
1: Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.